Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Great to have you with us today. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And uh, we are a... uh, we're actually a tech company called JSL Solutions, and we help churches use technology. Uh, we talk about leadership stuff for churches. We talk about tech stuff. We talk about our pets. Um, lots of different things that we try to cover, and uh, we actually do streaming video, streamingchurch.tv. What else do we do, Steve? We do mobile apps through Church App Live and church management through my flock and our latest venture is greeter.church greeter.church and if you don't know what that is just go to type in greeter.church and uh, you'll find out it's a it's a live greeter yes a live a greeter. Real, not a robot a live greeter so uh steve what are we going to talk about today what are we talking we're talking with uh, we have a special guest today that's right we do his name is kenny jang and uh kenny is uh, somebody that's been doing I don't know, what do you call it, digital media and technology, working with churches for many, many years. He's actually the founder and the, I guess he calls himself the social media ringmaster of Big Click Syndicate. And uh, that's a, that's a really, a, it's a communications advisory firm that works with nonprofits and uh, faith-based organizations. And he's been, he's also on staff at Liquid Church. You ever hear of Liquid Church? I have. It's in New Jersey. He's the uh, church online guy there. Is that is that your right title, church online pastor, Kenny? <laughs> yes, it is one right. of many. But yeah, right. you've got many titles here, and he's been doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, he's got he's got all sorts of credentials. He's got like an MBA from Columbia Business School. He's got a master's in divinity. Uh, so I got to be careful what I say here. Uh, he's from Princeton Theological Seminary and all that good stuff. So anyhow, without further ado, uh, Kenny, thank you for being with us today. Great to be with you guys. We really do appreciate it. Now I'm trying to think. We were both trying to think. How do we know you? I know I've I we've connected somehow five or six years ago or something. I don't remember. Do you remember? Um, all I know is I'm the president of the Phil Fan Club. Uh, <laughs> following your social media posts and having a chuckle every day. All right. Well, I appreciate that, and that's part of my life. But I think, I think, uh, I remember, I think you interviewed me years ago, uh, for because I yes, used to be a church that. online pastor. You may have interviewed Steve, yes. too. I don't remember. So, Kenny, we're talking about social media today and churches with social media, and this is, this is right in your wheelhouse here. So, uh, let me just throw this out to you here. Uh, Social media, gosh, for and I want to specifically kind of target some of this to smaller churches today, medium-sized churches, because we have a lot of people that are in medium, smaller-sized churches, volunteers that are very, very active in their church, as well as leaders. Uh, where do you start when it comes to social media, and what, what kind of social media should churches be using? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I think... Um, Social media is one of those terms that um, puts everyone in a tailspin and a tizzy, right? Because it's just so vast and open, and a lot, a lot of times it's intimidating, um, especially for those churches, I would say, maybe 300 or less, 200 or less in their congregation, because um, the pastor and the, the volunteers and the staff, they're, they're already doing stuff, um, 
you know, they've got their plates full. And so then now we got to do social media on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those topics that um, I've found in my experience, um, it's, it's something that we need to take one step at a time, incremental approaches. Um, and let's like, let's exhale for a little bit. <laughs> Um, and just really just, um, you know, see why we're using social media first, who you're trying to reach with social media, um, and then it becomes much easier, much cleaner um, of a subject to talk about. So uh, obviously you're doing this, you know, for a living and, and very much involved, but, I mean, how important, in a scale from like 1 to 10, how important do you think social media is for churches today? Yeah, I think um, being somewhat digitally native is pretty critical. Going into this next, you know, decade or so, you're going to see that um, more and more everything is shifting from analog to digital. Um, and the fact that our people in our communities are already online more than you think mm-hmm. um, is something that I think every church team needs to grapple with. Um, the website is the front door to the church today. It's no longer just an add-on. Uh, and yet, despite that, I you know I work with some of the large denominations in this country. One denomination just did a survey and reported that over 15% of their churches um, nationwide still do not even have a website. Um, and just think about your own habits. Um, if you're going to visit someplace or hear about something, you look it up first before you go check it out. And imagine not even having um, that as a front doorstep. Yeah, that's something we point out all the time is, you know, people are visiting you online before they're walking through the door. So having a a good digital presence is important. I think it's amazing only, what, what did you just say, 15%? And we ran across a stat, we did something like this recently, Yeah, we, and were, we were amazed. Yeah, we were kind of, I don't know if I believe this, but uh, yeah, but yeah. As far as not some churches not even having websites, yeah. So yeah, one of the things that's unheard of. Yeah, one of the things you that I that caught my eye on your um, your little abstract we had here is TGIF, and yeah. it's, it's not. Uh, thank God it's Friday. It's uh, you have <laughs> Twitter, Google, Twitter, Google, Instagram, and Facebook. Right, that's the world that we live in today. Right. So if I'm a, a small church and I'm just starting, you know, to get started, um, do I run out and create some accounts in all those areas or do I you know, find who has the accounts in those areas already and try to orchestrate or do I focus on one platform over another? What, what would you recommend? Yeah, I think first it's just um, when, when I talk to teams at, at smaller churches, it's just a, an appreciation uh, first that we have to get over this hump that to let them know that people are actually really using it. So, like, there's some stats that I just pulled up uh, recently in some searches I was doing for a project. But did you know that on Instagram there's over 70 million photos already posted there, and there's over 4 billion pieces of content posted to Facebook um, alone? Um, and then on, on Twitter, 900 million tweets have been tweeted. That's a lot of activity. It's not just the, you know, nerds out there or the 40-year-old still living in the parents' basement, right? It is general population. It is the soccer moms. It is um, all demographics starting to use these social media outlets. Um, in terms of suggestions of how to approach it, I don't think it's an all or nothing. I think it's an incremental approach, as I said before. Um, you pick one, try to do it well, um, get your feet wet, and then naturally you'll want to start to explore others once you see what I call the with them, right? It's the what's in it for me. 
So my suggestion typically is, um, off the cuff, would be go tackle Facebook first. That's where most of the people are. Get some competency there. And then once you get the with them, once you start to get some value and understand that there actually is a return on investment for every additional um, thing that you do with Facebook, um, you'll start to explore, well, what if we start to use Instagram? What if we start to use Twitter? What if we use, you know, right? So that will come naturally. Um, I wouldn't be worried about it. Let's start simple. Start with one great um, step into social media, and, and that would be Facebook at this point. Most of our uh, customers, you know, we're a tech company that does, as I said, some streaming video mobile app but, but, and other things. But we do have some customers in other countries. And um, I have found that Twitter seems to be more of a uh, social media tool in other countries and maybe I'm totally wrong in this, so correct me. Feel free to correct me. Everybody else does. Uh, but, I mean, is Twitter more prevalent in other countries? So if if, the, if somebody's listening here to this podcast and they're, like, in South Africa or one of our other countries, where are we at? We've got, we have a lot in West Africa. West Africa. I mean, Twitter, I mean, yes or no? Or am I off base or what? Yeah, I think there are some large... Uh, usage obviously the U.S. is the top, but in terms of like the top ten countries that use Twitter, I think it's countries like Japan, the U.K., Brazil, Spain. Um, I think Saudi Arabia is high in there. Turkey, Mexico, um, Russia, Argentina, France. Those are the the countries that are pretty active in terms of usage uh, on Twitter. But obviously, U.S. outpaces everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, in terms of the top three, it's uh, U.S., Brazil, and Japan, um, and then U.K. is uh, right after that. Well, so, um, Kenny, let's say I'm a pastor of a small church, and I've got my Facebook account going. Um, how, would, how, how do I know whether I'm doing a good job or not? How, how would you grade my social, or what are some ways to grade my social interactions with my, say, just my Facebook account? Yeah, that's a great, great point. Um, I think before we even venture out into any new activity, whether it be social media or any other marketing tactic, um, I think we need to really huddle internally, right, as a leadership team and figure out why we're doing this, what's the objective, right? We co- And then naturally um, what we try to identify is what we call KPIs, key performance indicators, right? And so those are the things that we, you know, re- we really want to measure. And, um, you know, our mantra around here is what you measure is what moves. If you're not measuring it, it's not moving because you're not paying attention to it. So for Facebook, I think it's things such as maybe it is how many people actually um, respond and engage with any of your content. Are people actually consuming your content and actually responding? Um, not just like lurking and passing by as they scroll by but how many people are actually engaging with your content. Another one might be how many people actually are signing up for things. Um, you know, uh, capturing names, email addresses has to be one of your top three digital priorities if you're out on the Internet because you want to be building your list um, so that you can communicate with them and have a conversation with them through email. So are they signing up for things that you're offering uh, either through Facebook or, you know, um, linking to things on your website. So those are two types of um, engagement metrics that I would look at to see if we're successful on Facebook or not. Right. One that you didn't mention that everyone's aware of and that kind of strives for is the number of likes 
How many likes yeah. do I have on my church page? Is that something to to, to focus on, or? Yeah, I think um, many people like that. So, you know, we 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 think that that's somewhat of a vanity metric. Um, you know, the number of followers on your page versus the number of likes of any given post. Um, I think it's critical to make sure that you have those things in in your activities. That if you're constantly publishing content and there's no interaction and there's no you know no uh, liking of content posts. Um, no one's following your feed, then you're basically you're, you're talking in a closet by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's not something for you to obsess over specifically those things. It's just like in e-commerce. Um, if I have a 1,000 likes or 10,000 likes, it still doesn't equal a sale. And in our world for church communicators, um, we need to define what that sale is. Is that sale an actual inquiry um, as to what is your ministry like? What is... You know, do you have children's programs? What is it like? What's the schedule of your services? Um, tell me about the background of um, the pastor. Um, do you have any sample, you know, sermons online, whether it be audio or video? Are people actually consuming those? Those are things you want to see in terms of behavior um, that hopefully gives a little tip-off of, oh, we've got people that are actually interested in our ministry. Hmm. So, um Another thing I'm interested in is, you know, we obviously run an online business, and so we're kind of in tune with the kind of how to optimize the online business, and uh, you want to have some material in front of people, you want to establish relationships with people, uh, you yeah. ultimately want to c- create a channel where you can communicate with your customers or potential customers, and then and you want the people to sign up and create an account with you. Um, so those are kind of the principles, and there's a kind of established um, means for running an online business. It sounds like um, you may want to apply some of those principles to how you do your church. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's one of the, I think, um, missing elements. It's almost like uh, when we have um, training and coaching with church teams that finally get it, they look back and someone recently says, I, man, I wish they even mentioned this or thought about this in seminary. Right? They, <laughs> uh, pastors and leaders, we're not taught to think about our ministries uh, as um, small businesses, per se. But in, in effect, it is. And so we need to start to, I think, act, actually apply some of the practical um, best practices that the marketplace is utilizing social media with and see what what works in the church world, contextualize it, and use it ourselves. When I was pastoring, we used to say, our business is people, so how's business? And, uh, yes. So, yeah. what, uh, so let me ask you this, Kenny. What, what are the common mistakes that you see churches make when it comes to using social media? Sure, sure. Um, well, I think the first thing is uh, just not showing up. Uh, we say you need some discipline with social media. That means you need to have a consistency of publishing and interaction on you know that social platform that you're adopting. Um, and so, if you just show up once in a while randomly, um, it doesn't really doesn't have any effect. If you need to be publishing on a regular schedule, and that's where some pressure comes in for church teams because um, they're not necessarily used to. Um, being in a mindset of constantly publishing content out there. Um, but there are 
um, you know, ways around it. Um, it's not up to you to produce all the content. The, the great part about social media is you can always also curate content um, and promote other people's stuff, share other people's um, content as well. And so there's a whole mix of things that you can do. We, we have a paradigm called a seven-layer dip. It's like a chips and dip metaphor uh, for different types of content that you should be curating if you're a church. Um, and once we walk people through that, it becomes much easier to, you know, fathom that, oh, we now to need to be, you know, collecting, curating, producing, and publishing all this kind of uh, stuff for our audiences. Hmm. So, so you're saying post regularly, how, is there a measure that uh, you'd recommend? Is that once a day, once a week, once an hour? Um, yeah, there, there was a recent study that was done in terms of how many times you post a day and then what they were monitoring was um, engagement for each post, so minimum and maximum engagement. And um, optimally, for Facebook, it turned out to be um, anywhere between 31 and 60 posts um, a month, which is about two times a day. Okay. So if you can get uh, an editorial calendar together to schedule and post two times a day, um, you'll be in, you know, you're swimming in the right lanes. All right. So you mentioned this um, seven-layer dip. Can you tell us more about that? It sounds tasty, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, definitely. The, in the chips and dip metaphor, we have this um, you know, seven-layer dip, and there are different types or categories of content that you can start to research, curate, pull together. Um, a lot of them is what we call evergreen content, meaning it's not timely. You can do it in advance, right? You can batch your activities and do it in advance. Um, and then start to pre-schedule stuff out. So first, you know, first is the Sunday sermon sound bites. Um, I think um, pulling quotes from your sermon manuscripts, um, if you do, especially sermon series, it really makes sense to have those sprinkled out over the rest of the week, so that people are actually reminded um, and they can marinate on and process uh, what you were talking about in your uh, Sunday sermon, right? Second one is building uh, Bible building blocks. Um, people love um, the just straight. We call them quote cards, right? The text over images you've seen mm-hmm. of Bible verses, um, life verses. I recently researched the hundred most shared Bible verses on um, you know on, on online um, at Bible Gateway, and we made uh, quote cards of them. And and obviously they're getting good engagement. So Bible building blocks is the second one. Third one is Volunteers are our heroes. Um, volunteers, uh, in almost every church, is what makes it tick. And so let's not forget about them. Let's appreciate, but also recognize them. And in terms of recognition, social media is a great way to highlight them and call them out. You're modeling good behavior. It's social proof. And it also gives them personal recognition for what they do in terms of helping to bring the gospel to the people in your community. Um, the fourth one is what I call the ministry merry-go-round, um, where you take um, one week at a time on your editorial calendar, and um, you go round-robin and focus on a different ministry area of your church. It could be the men's ministry one week, the children's ministry another, um, and just go on and on and try to, try to highlight all the little things that happen during the week um, that go into Sunday to make it fantastic for the people who come to your church then. Five, the fifth layer is, um, I guess you guys will know this quote, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. 
<laughs> um, people tend to forget when they're in, in that mode of social media every day that you need to promote what's coming. And usually Sunday is our big day if we're on church staffs. So um, you need to start promoting Thursday or Friday that what is going to happen on Sunday. Maybe talk about the sermon topic. If you have a guest speaker, that's a great opportunity to use social. Um, you need to even prompt people to say, hey, this is a particularly great Sunday to invite that friend, right? Um, so Friday, it's Sunday coming. Um, the sixth layer is new visitor vistas. Uh, one of the great things about websites and why people are research and use them before they visit anywhere, whether it's a restaurant or an establishment or a doctor or a church, is because new visitors want to have a view as to where they're going. And so it's not a black hole, um, especially with churches with so much baggage. Um, you don't want to leave that gap of information, right, um, mm-hmm. up to the imagination and the baggage that any newcomer might have. Um, you want to show how bright and sunny and clean and safe your children's ministry area is. You want to show the sanctuary and show them how vibrant the music or the worship is. Um, you want to serve that new visitor by giving them views into what an actual Sunday experience is like when they come to visit, so there's no major surprises. Um, okay. And the seventh layer is video is the new black. Um, I think that uh, Facebook just recently said that within five years, they expect almost 99 to 100% of their content to be video-based. And this is just the sounding bell right now that says you need to start to embrace video. Um, both amateur video, that's iPhone or your smartphone based, and um, you know, it seems like everyone who has a DSLR is a wedding uh, photographer now. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, those types of cameras are accessible, and um, most likely either your staff members have them or volunteers have them, or it's something that you might need to build into your budget over the next couple of years to acquire and start to play with video. Yeah. Well, so that's the seven-layer dip for social media. That sounds awesome. It sounds like if you can take that seven-layer dip and kind of lay it out in front of you, then it's it's not a matter of, well, how am I going to figure out what to say twice a day? It's going to be, what's the best thing to put out today? Because you'll have a, a menu of things you could just pull from. Exactly, exactly. So, it takes the stress out of the whole process for a lot of people. Yeah, it does. Now, let me, let me ask you something, though, and this I was... I was taught this years ago when it comes to social media, so I may be way off on this, but I was always told that for every five posts that you make, uh, one of them maybe should be about you or promoting you know, your church, and then the other four should be something else. So, I mean, do you have you ever heard that before? Do you disagree with that? What's your thoughts on that idea? Yeah, I, I think it's similar to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? His latest book is the the social media bible for most um, communicators today. Um, jab, 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 right hook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that same ratio, but he says that in that metaphor, uh, you need to jab, jab, meaning you need to serve your audience um, and be good to them and provide value for them bef- and before you earn the right to actually throw a right hook. A right hook is a call to action. It's something that you're asking them to do for you. Um, and so in that similar vein, I think it is, it is um, the same thing you're saying, Phil, is that you want to be able to share and post and publish with a posture of generosity 
of serving your audience first. It's like any relationship. You want to be, you want to position yourself as valuable, interesting, someone fun to hang out with um, on social media as it, just like it is in person. And the way to do that is not to talk about just me, 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 me all the time because that gets boring and, frankly, people will abandon you left and right. Um, and so, yeah, you need to constantly be trying to think of others first. And that's why even this seven-layer seven dip, the new Visitor Vistas is not serving me. I know what our worship room looks like. I know what our kids' ministry looks like, right? I know what the parking lot looks like. We want to serve the visitors. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the volunteers. It's not about our staff. It's not about us. It's about our volunteers, our congregation members. We want to shine the spotlight on them. Um, those are the types of things you want to do really well um, so that people continue to find you interesting on social. Yeah, sounds good. So we're just about out of time here, but I'm going to ask you one more question. But before you answer it, I also want to ask you how people can find you. So the the one question I'm going to ask you to wrap up with is, what's the one thing you would want leaders slash volunteers to get from this podcast today? But before you answer that, Kenny, uh, t- how can people find you? Sure. Um, they can find me on Twitter, um, Kenny Jang on Twitter, K-E-N-N-Y-J-A-H-N-G. Um, or I'm launching a new actual resource for churches called The Church Butler. Um, it's a done-for-you social media content service for churches. Um, and you can find that on the web at www.butler.church. Butler.church. Butler.church. Very good. We've got right. greener.church. We've got butler.church. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we've been talking to Kenny Jang here. So, Kenny, what's the one big thing that you would like people to get out of this? We've been talking for 25 minutes. What's the one big thing you'd like to wrap up with? Yeah, I think it's that um, we need to look at social and digital um, in a way that's not going to scare us and you know freeze us with paralysis by analysis that it is doable that we just need to take it one step at a time and my you know entrepreneurial mantra is version one is better than version none so just get out there and do something play with facebook or if you want to do if you've already started twitter start there if you're already on instagram start there if your kids are on snapchat start there Version one is better than version none. It, it becomes much less scarier every incremental step you take. Um, you don't need to do it all. You just take one step at a time, and that is going to do wonders for your ministry now and in the long term. Awesome. Well, we sure appreciate your time with us today, Kenny. Thank Great you so to much. be with you guys. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, Kenny Jang, look him up on Twitter, J A H. NG is is how you spell there you go. his last Kenny name. Gang. Yep. Got it right. Yeah. All right. And so we are out of here. Uh, the music's coming. If you have some feedback from this, folks, send us an email. Contact us. Just uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. We'd love to get your feedback on this. Think Kenny's out the lunch. Uh, he's probably not. I am, but he's not. So uh, let us hear from you. We'd love to uh, to get some feedback. So time is up. Thank you, Steve, for being with us. And thank you, Kenny, and uh, thank you, folks, for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. We will catch you again next time. Have yourself a great day.